Fantasy Podcast time. Thanks to our friends at DoorDash, Chris Kennedy and Don Brock here to take you through the round three team lists and all the big talking points. Don Brock, trade rage this week or are we... <laughs> I don't know. It could be a week to hold if your team is set, but uh, there are a few interesting uh, cheaper options available this week. So. A few interesting little bits and pieces to get yeah. through. We'll start off with the Panthers and the Storm out at uh, Bluebet Stadium. We're now calling it on Thursday night. Panthers unchanged. Nathan Cleary, obviously the big talking point. Willie Owoni, we don't know quite yet. He's going to be monitored. At least uh, we'll know before the round kicks off, I guess. Yeah, he had a really good score again in round two uh, before going off with a head knock with about 10 minutes left. Uh, last week, uh, 82 points points um best captain in fantasy uh but yeah in doubt this week at least it's the first game of the round so we'll know an hour before kickoff at the latest whether he's in or not definitely he's a hold if he's in your team yeah but presents i guess uh a captaincy question if he is a laid out for those who have him much uh, of interest in the rest of the Panthers team. Brian Toto cranking out some yeah. pretty serious numbers and uh, Paul Momorowski still reasonably cheap and putting up some good scores in that tricky centre position. Yeah, I really like Momorowski as an option. Um, he's a potential keeper, I think, in the centres. Uh, in a really good attacking team, obviously. Um, Kikau got a couple of tries as well and a monster score, but I think that's maybe one of his occasional yeah. massive scores that he won't maintain across the rest of the season. Um, Toho really good as well um, and tackle-breaking. Winger, I don't know how cheap he is, but... Uh, Not very, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so awkward price, but you know, it could be one of those rare wingers who's a keeper in fantasy. Momorowski has been a goal kicker in the past, but it looks like Stephen Crichton's probably got the job if yep. Nathan Cleary is in fact out on Thursday. The Storm will be without Felice Kafusi suspended um, for that elbow on Ryan Madison last week. Tom Eisenhuth into the starting side. Uh, Tyson Smoothie drops to the reserves. Uh, Nico Hines, along with Aaron Penne, come onto the bench. Um, potential implications for Brandon Smith, who's been putting up some pretty middling scores so far in that big minute hooker role. Yeah, I think he's been a little underwhelming, maybe fantasy-wise, Brandon Smith, for those who were hoping he was going to really cash in. In the absence of uh, Harry Grant for a few weeks, um, hasn't had big scores. Christian Welch had a good score on the weekend, mid-50s. Um, was a pretty good scorer last year and is scoring a bit better than that this year. I think Pappenhausen has been uh, the real success from the Storm. Mm. Um, they lost last week. It wasn't a good game for a, you know, the conditions weren't great for a attacking fullback and he still managed 52 points. So, yeah, really encouraging stuff from, from Paps. Saved it with a line break as the, uh, the game wore on. But um, I mean, as we all knew, pre-season is the goal kicker this year. So some, some free extra points uh, for his owners. Uh, Justin Ollen worth pointing out. He's cracking out some big scores, but pretty heavily sort of try-focused. Yeah. So don't get too swayed uh, by that. A couple of, I guess, quietish team lists on the fantasy front. Let's get into uh, Friday afternoon footy, the Dragons and the Sea Eagles. Plenty to talk about at the Dragons. Um, Team-wise, uh, is there any? Unchanged, I Unchanged? think. Unchanged. Yeah, same team, but um, still talking points in terms of, obviously, uh, Daniel Alvaro has been doing... I think he got more minutes than any of their other middles mm. um, on the weekend. Uh, 54 points at just over a PPM is great stuff. Tyrell Formaiono is making some steady cash as well. Um, Jack Bird, a better score than, than round one. Yep. He's in quite a few teams as well. So uh, Ben Hunt as well, a couple of monster scores to start the year. Fair bit going on there. Yeah, good signs from all those guys. I think Alvaro is one of the better buyers of the week for those who haven't got him already. Uh, 40-odd, I think, in round 154 last week. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. 
really good scores in about um, what was his minutes last week? It was about forty nine minutes, yeah, like fifty four and forty nine, something like that. Yeah, so I guess the hope would have been for forty minutes off the bench, and he's doing even better than that. Yeah. Uh, he's always, I think, scored a better than a point a minute. So if he gets this kind of game time, he's going to be a solid at least forty points player. You'd think mm. for a while. Uh, he's a good option. Ben Hunt's getting huge scores, but he's having a lot of attacking stats. Um, I think two try assists in each game so far. He's getting a few turnover tackles as well. So I'm not sure if he's going to be significantly better this year than he was last year across across the whole season, but making a very good start. I probably wouldn't recommend buying him. I've seen a few questions about him. but um, Yeah, so I mean, it's like he's particularly cheap. He obviously yeah. played quite a few big-minute games at Hooker last year and was going yeah. really well. He was well. great last year at, at Hooker, um, better at Hooker than at half. But, um, yeah, starting well this year. And, uh, yeah, um, who else did you mention? Oh, Jack Bird. Good, yeah. good score. Good yeah. signs for those who started with him. Probably not a buy, I wouldn't say, but definitely a hold for those that have him. Yep. Um, an addendum to a question we both got hammered with on Twitter about McCulloch not getting a, uh, a try assist for those that haven't yet heard. Um, stats guys were very comfortable with that. Not being a try assist, he just um, shoveled the ball out from dummy half to a you know, a, a set runner in front of a set defensive line didn't affect the defensive line's decision-making, didn't put the runner into a gap. The runner just crashed over on his own. So um, other than Andrew McCulloch owners, I think everyone's pretty happy that that's... McCulloch's still, still got 53 or something, I think, in that game. He's so. scoring well, yeah, yeah. I think probably a bit more in round one, but, um, yeah, no dramas there. Seagulls, do we have the cheapie of the week? Mm. We have um, shocking... Horrible news for Andrew Davey with an ACL injury and obviously a lot of fantasy coaches brought him in. I think he was probably the buy of the week uh, last week. He, he made so much sense um, as a purchase, unfortunately. you know, Probably on track for a boomer, 10 points in, in four minutes with a couple of busts before doing his knee, but he's gone for the season. What it does mean is that um, Schuster, Josh Schuster, the, the rookie 5'8", um, started, well not started, he came on in the back row, played out the rest of the game at what mid-40s, 47 I think yep. for memory score, is now named to start in the back row. Uh, Curtis Sirenen, we think about round six at the moment, is the ETA. So worst case, I guess, for Schuster is three starts probably. Yeah, three starts and then maybe back to the bench. I guess best case is he keeps a spot either in the second row, maybe Gojewski drops out and uh, Schuster keeps a spot. Maybe gets a start somewhere else. Who knows? But, um, yeah, big talent. I mean, he's in the same position as Davey, and he's much cheaper than Davey was last week when Davey looked a great buy. So, yeah, very promising. Um, job security is the only real issue, I guess. But, um, yeah, scored well in the position last week mm. and, and looks good at 301k. A little bit of talk that Tommy Turbo comes back at fullback and then um, pushes Dylan Walker to centre and Brad Parker a chance of playing in the back row. Whether that happens, uh, I'm not sure, but they're certainly skinny on, on back row options, the yeah. Sea Eagles. Elsewhere in that side, um, Lachlan Croker, who I and probably plenty of other people sold A lot after of people sold. Very disappointing 24 and 80 minutes at hooker in round mm-hmm. one, managed to um, crash over for a try. And then even all the minutes... We thought he was going to lose to, to Cade Cust. Cade Cust unfortunately copped a head knock and Croker came back on. So 54 points, his price will start moving, but I'm not expecting 50-plus too often from him. Yeah, the one upside, I guess, to Cust uh, coming onto the bench last week was that Croker theoretically wouldn't have to worry about surviving the whole 80 minutes. Like, he could yeah. not maintain as much energy and, and you know, go a bit harder in, in defence, make a few more tackles, maybe... Um, but it turned out he got a try and then he did play 70-odd minutes. So uh, I don't think he's going to get too many 50s, as you say, but um, certainly if he gets 
you know, a few more 30s, his price is going to keep ticking for a little while. Yeah, for sure. And uh, DCE, uh, a more improved score. Still not probably playing his best 40, but um, base stats were certainly good uh, in that game against the Rabbitohs. Speaking of the Rabbitohs, they're in action against the Roosters. Always a blockbuster when those two come together. Um, that's the, the late game um, at Stadium Australia on Friday evening. Souths, a uh, little bit of talk about the Troll Mitchell leaving training early on uh, Tuesday morning. No doubts for him. Adam Reynolds sounds like he's going to be okay after that failed HAA on the weekend as well. So those guys both set to play and obviously named. Uh, Mansell back in for Jackson Paulo, who's had two head knocks in two weeks, and he'll be sitting out for a little bit. Um, thoughts on the uh, the south side? Yeah, what are your thoughts as a Latrell owner? He had a great first round and then kind of everything in that second game. Ended with yeah. 37, got binned early, got a try. Uh, had some good plays at the end. Bit of a middling score. Are you concerned at all? No. Um, I thought it was, other than the actual 37 not being ideal, I thought it was probably more encouraging than otherwise. I thought the simbinning was pretty harsh. I'm yep. not going to say it was wrong, but it was certainly very strict. Um, you take that out in the demerits, it was a low 50s score, which is fantastic for yep. a guy that was you know 500k or just under to start the season was 150 ish plus yep. meters uh again which is back to back you know big running games for him which is probably the concern when he moved to fullback last year that was that he could quite sort of go missing for a little bit but now he's a lot more involved sort of consistently through games um and yeah some good attacking stats at the end, a try assist and, and some a couple of busts as well so probably more good signs than bad I think Yep, I think so. And also really good signs for Damien Cook, hopefully. Yeah. Not many people sold him after a poor round one score by his standards. Got 88. Scored a try, a lot of tackles. That's mm. more the Damien Cook we uh, we know and love. Yeah, I was probably hoping he might put together a few more quiet scores mm, and, and dump his price so I could get him in cheap, but that doesn't look like going to be the case. He's actually got a pretty achievable break even, I think, in the 50s uh, this week. Anyone else? Keon Kolomatungi, what do we think of him? Yeah, he got 40, I think, in 40 his first start. 45, I want oh, to okay. say. Um, with no demerits at all. He was 29 tackles, two yeah. busts and 100-odd run yeah, meters. So. really solid. So, again, priced in the high 300s, I think, now, but... Um, yeah, very good option. Again, I would have, I don't, yeah, almost 400k. Yeah, I would have started the season with him if he was named in round one to start, but um, yep, same. may have. No one's missed the. You haven't missed the boat yet on anyone, I don't think. But uh, there might be no. better money making options now. Certainly, I think he's a useful buy if you don't. If you've got more of those yeah. those cash cows and and have someone who's an obvious sell, I think he's still a reasonable pickup this week. But yeah, probably some better options. And again, he if he keeps the spot, he will be a dual position player after round six when the next updates yeah, happen. He's currently just available as a middle. Yeah. Yep. Um, so some good signs there for him. Also worth noting, Jairo back to a more realistic 45 off the bench yeah. than this was 74 in round one, which was pretty out of the box. Um, the Roosters team, Victor Radley, good to see him back um, in first grade after an ACL injury last year. He comes back via the uh, the bench. Drew Hutchison and Fletcher Baker go out of the team. Um, there been some pretty elevated scores in that Roosters team. Tedesco and uh, Brett Morris pumping through some uh, plenty of tries. And Luke Keary, mm. is he potentially a factor this year? He's never been before, but... yeah. Yeah, the fact he's been around for so long and never scored better than low 40s, man. I didn't consider him at all this year, but his kick metres are up and mm. he's getting a lot of attacking stats. They're thrashing teams and uh, he's had a lot of try assists. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to rule him out as a as a keeper option. So his scores so far, 
what has he got? 60 and 82. Massive scores. You really just want, if he averages 50, maybe 55, then mm. he's great value at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll get him this week, but certainly one to consider, I think, going yeah. forward. Yeah, and the uptick in kick metres as well, yeah. now that he's wearing the seven, is, and that's contributing to Lachlan Lamb scoring poorly. Yep. Um, a lot of people are, are pretty off Lachlan Lamb. There's probably some questions to come about it, but, um, I mean, he's not losing money, but he's not really doing anything. He's not doing much, yeah. Yeah. Anyone else on that rooster side? Takiaho, you're a frustrated Takiaho <laughs> owner. <laughs> he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't really improved on last season's uh, scores despite getting the goal kicking. His minutes are down a bit, and with Victor Adley coming back as an extra middle forward on the bench, they've lost the bench utility, which is not a great sign for the minutes of the other middles in that team. So, mm. yeah, not sure how much longer to keep Takeo in your team, but um, you know he's not going backwards yet by any chance, mm. by any um, stretch. Um, the other thing, Brett Morris, don't don't get sucked into no. buying a winger who just scored two hard tricks. He's not going to get eighty points every week. He's um, he's very expensive now. Would probably have to keep scoring three tries a week to be worth buying yep. at this point. Uh, Crichton obviously comes back in after that one week suspension. Satili Tupanua on the other edge. Mm, um, anyone it. who started with him, he's had a couple of tries, inflated by attacking stats, but he came in pretty cheap and uh, has made some quick cash. He looks great. I mean, yeah. aside from the tries, the tries are really helping his scores because they're the kind of you know crashing through at least one defender, so it's a line break, one or two tackle breaks, and a try. It really bolsters his uh, scores quite a bit so again he's like Morris he's not going to get these big scores every week uh, in the 60s but um, yeah if you did if you did have a, uh, a gamble on him in, in before round one then you are absolutely laughing absolutely Saturday afternoon footy kicks off uh, in Canberra with the Raiders hosting the Warriors um, Raiders they, they ground out a win against the Sharks in the wet uh, got a bit lucky in the end uh, with some missed goals but a win is a win uh, Jared Croker returns after missing the start of the year due to off-season shoulder surgery he displaces Sebastian Chris who uh, had a big negative break even and would have made some fast cash he is in a few teams a few people took the pun on Croker missing more time than he did but obviously um, park any uh, Sebastian Chris plans because he's uh, gone for the foreseeable um, fantasy wise other than Hudson Young who's absolutely killing it I'm not seeing too much else of excitement not a lot else yeah Young two big scores in the 70s Ryan James another good score off yeah. the bench um, he's looking very close to what he was uh, mm. back the Titans, which is a bit of a surprise this this soon after coming back from injury. Um, Bailey Simonson's in a lot of teams, and as a as a lot of wingers do, they he hasn't mm. done much in the first two weeks, which doesn't necessarily mean you need to ditch him yet. There'll be at some point he's going to score at least one try. Yeah, he could get a few and then a big score, and that's all he needs to get his uh, price moving for a few weeks. Missed a lot of time with the injury last year. The mm. year before, 2019, he had some pretty big tackle bust heavy games all sort of in a row with 50s and 60s over a bit of a, a stretch. Yep. So um, once he warms up, I think you know you might see a little bit more of that, and especially if he gets a, a trial too, he should get his price moving at some point. Might be a month or two down the track, but no rush to sell him. He's obviously not losing money from a low base at the moment. Uh, the Warriors team, uh, huge news for them. Chanel Harris-Tavita out for three months, unfortunately. Um, it does mean Sean O'Sullivan comes in. Um, potential cheapy in the halves. A few other tweaks in the forward pack. Jermaine Tanoa brown out, suspended. Uh, Bunty R4 comes into the starting side. Jack Murchie onto the bench. Um, but, yeah, let's start off with Sean O'Sullivan. Any interest there? He's pretty cheap. He's, very, he's, he's pretty cheap. He's not super cheap. So yeah. 
He's kind of the opposite to Schuster in a few ways. They're both available only in the halves. O'Sullivan's a bit more expensive, 319k. His job security is theoretically very good with mm. Harris DeVita out for three months, as you say, but I don't know what his scores are going to be. So Nick Arima was already the dominant half yeah. uh, alongside Harris DeVita. That's obviously going to what you would assume would stay the same with O'Sullivan there. So kick meters, I'm not sure what he's going to get. Who knows what attacking stats he gets. Um, it seems a bit risky. I'd give it a week. And, and the fact he's more than 300 grand means uh, he does need to score pretty well to make a lot of money, probably mm. mid to high 30s. And that's not guaranteed. So, yeah, I'd be uh, waiting and seeing at the at the least. He is. I was a break-even about 24 yeah. um, this week. Goals will go to Pompey, we think. I guess so, yeah, but yeah. we'll wait and see. So nothing too exciting fantasy-wise um, there. Anyone else in the, the Warriors team? Wade Egan, yeah. up to 80 minutes. Your favourite Wade Egan. A little bit down on him in the in the preseason, just from having struggled through owning him. He had a good year. score and had that try disallowed as well, yeah. so he could have had a, a monster score. He did play 80 minutes, so he played, I think, 45 in the first game and then 80 on the weekend and... Um, if that continues, he's, he's a pretty good price. He's not as cheap as a couple of other, you know, he's not Jacob Little price or anything, but um, he's he's cheaper than Jake Turpin and outscored him on the weekend. So, mm. yeah, not a terrible option. Yeah, I'm uh, too stubborn to bring him in now, <laughs> but probably not a, not the worst option uh, if anyone has him. The second Saturday game, uh, Brisbane hosting the Bulldogs. Someone's got to win. I'm not sure who it's <laughs> going to be. It's going to be bad news for whoever doesn't. Brisbane um, almost unchanged. Yeah, they're they unchanged. unchanged. A lot of talk that Tom Dearden might come in. He's in Jersey 18, so could yeah. still potentially come into the side. If he does take a bench spot, could be bad news for Turpin's minutes. If he starts, could be bad news for Brodie Croft. Either way, Anthony Milford, uh, promising round one score, could have been a flash in the pan, a very disappointing round two effort. A um, lot of missed tackles and not really any attacking stats and a huge drop in his kick metres in what mm. was a pretty scrappy game against the Titans and some pretty dud fantasy scores all round other than guys like David Feeder who charged over for tries. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So kick metres were down across the board in that game um, for whatever reason, lots of errors and teams struggling to complete their sets. So, yeah, Milford should at least improve in terms of kick metres, you would think. I mean, who knows? If, if Dearden does come in for Croft, say, maybe Dearden kicks the ball more than... Croft did. Yeah, we don't know. Um, and yeah, Milford's obviously got a lot more attacking stats in him. He had, I think, nothing last week and a lot of missed tackles. So, yeah, if you've got him, I think you at least give it another week and see what happened. He kind of gave us a taste of um, 2019 in round one with that 54, and then yeah. gave us a taste of 2020 last week, unfortunately. So, yeah. we'll wait and see which uh, which version of Milford we're going to get across the mm. season. It could be a mix of both, in which case it's probably not worth holding. Jake Turpin, who you mentioned earlier, 32. Is that, that's got to be about his worst, you know, that's got to be his, his worst possible score playing 80 minutes at hooker. So if there's no Dearden, he's got to improve from there, surely. Yeah, yeah, if there's no Dearden, yeah. So um, if Dearden does come onto the bench, does that make Turpin a trade-out option? Probably not urgently, but potentially if there's a better option. Just yeah. I mean... So Turpin got mid-50s, I think, in the first week. 53 or something. Yeah, which yeah. is rock solid. It's all you need for for him yeah. at his price. Um, so more often than not, he should get through a lot of tackles at the very least at a team like Brisbane who should mm. are expected to uh, you know, be defending a lot, probably losing a lot of games this season. So, yeah, still, still upside there for Turpin, you would hope. 
and uh, hopefully not too many people sold uh, Jordan Ricky after his disappointing mm. round one score because he exploded in round he two. He was great. Uh, running game was absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, line breaks and tackle busts. That's a bit more like the Jordan Ricky we saw in the uh, the All Stars game. I think he's going to be dynamic on that edge for for Brisbane. Just needs a um, a few good carries in space and he'll make a lot of coin this year. Look, probably. 2021 Britain Accor, I guess, starting yep. from a lowish base, doing some good stuff on the edge. Uh, Bulldogs team, couple of changes. Um, Raymond Faitala Marin out for four to five months with a, a break to one of the bones in the middle of his foot there, um, which is apparently uh, not good for healing. So Corey Waddell back into the uh, the starting side after being benched in round two. Joe Stimson, uh, remember him, he is back on the bench. Um, Tuopolotu Katoa comes in for Dal Martinez Lesniak, who has been suspended for that high shot on Nathan Cleary. Um, Dreamer Marshall King up to getting through his injury comeback. He's back into the starting side. Yeah, a bit happening there. I guess fantasy-wise, um, it's more the uh, experienced middles that are doing well. So Josh Jackson, again, a player who's been around for a, lo- a long time, has never really been that relevant for fantasy as a low mid-40s scorer. He's now playing 80 minutes uh, at lock and getting through heaps of work. Made 64 tackles last week. Uh, had a pretty big score in round one and then mm. uh, 72 points on the weekend. So if he can maintain that and maybe having um, Fortella Mariner injured maybe makes it his job more secure going forward as well. Mm. They've still got Luke Thompson to come back in a few weeks. So that could change the middle rotation perhaps, but at the moment they're happy to play Jackson yeah. 80 and... If he keeps that, then uh, he'll get through a lot of tackles at the very least. Adam Elliott scoring well on an edge as well. Thompson's an interesting one because he finished up playing lock. Well, he sort of moved mm. from prop to lock, and obviously lock is where Jackson is at the moment. I wonder if Thompson comes back in that 13. Uh, Jackson's days on the edge might be behind him. I, I can't see Thompson pushing Jackson back out to the edge, but that could theoretically happen with you know Waddell or someone going back to the bench. But yep. a little bit of uncertainty around that dog's pack at the moment, even though some of them are scoring well. Um, Jake Averillo, I guess, went... Mm assisting with he's hardly run the ball at all a couple of scores about 40 points across two games but um a, a lower grade sort of competitor in, in Brisbane this week after the the two tough games they've had to start with yeah I think this is a really good chance for Avrilo to to prove to fantasy coaches at least that he's deserving of uh, mm. keeping a spot a lot of people are talking about trading him out but he's cheap and he's in the centers there's not that many great centers um, yeah He's a young guy in a kind of new role uh, at NRL level. So, yeah, he's just got to run the ball, basically. So he's, he's doing a bit of kicking. He's getting through his defence. Um, a few mistakes here and there, but his, his ball running is kind of non-existent. So mm-hmm. not getting the tackle breaks that he could, not getting the run meter. So hopefully that changes against Brisbane. If not, then maybe look to trade next week. But I don't think you need to trade him out this week. Yeah, I'd certainly be. Well, I've got him, so I will be um, seeing how he goes against Brisbane before yep. rushing into selling him. Like you said, dual position in your emergencies, not taking up a lot of salary cap space, so to see what happens. Yep. Third Saturday game, the Eels host the Sharks out there at Bankwest Stadium. Um, they have lost Ryan Madison to that head knock uh, last week that saw Felice Kafusi suspended. Um, Isaiah Papali comes from the bench into the starting side. He was probably more of an edge than the middle when he was at the Warriors, even though he's been going great in the middle for Parramatta. Uh, Ray Stone comes onto the bench for them um what do you got for the eels yeah papa lee is an interesting one isn't he so um 80 minute edge forward in the past we'll do that in the absence of madison maybe for one week i don't know and go back to the yeah i mean depends how madison could be one could be four who knows yeah so i don't know if he's a must buy or anything but he's two scores so far are fantastic off the bench Mm. um he'll be i guess he won't score as quickly on an edge as he does in the middle but he could still across the 80 minutes make 50 or 60 again 
Um, it's been great so far. Read Marnie's the, yeah. the big one. So 100 in round one, 75 in round two. Is this legit? Is is he now a superstar fantasy player? Maybe. I mean, we've seen a few players just start with really elevated scores. You know, Jaden Braley, who we'll get to in a little yep. bit, and even Nathan Cleary, just who are already likely to be good fantasy scorers, just scoring better than we expected with the new rules, the, the turnovers, yep. and so on. Um, I actually spoke to Reid after that uh, Storm game, and he was talking about all the work he'd done with Trent Elkin, the conditioner, to get up to being a, an 80-minute player under the new rules, and he looked fresh as a daisy in the 75th minute yeah. of that game despite what an absolute slog it was so he's obviously hyper fit um, a lot of talk about Andrew Johns working with the halves Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown but he's been working with Reed as well and we've seen a couple of really nice short balls to Junior Paulo um, get try assists obviously the opportunistic try himself in round one as well so his attacking game I mean, those kicks from dummy half against the Storm, um, he's got a lot of strings to his bow at the moment. So maybe this is the breakout year mm. for Reid Money. I guess I'm wondering, you know, they've got Will Smith on the bench. Will Smith's been getting small minutes and also not coming on at hooker. He's sort of coming on in a bit of a loose forward role or, or replacing injuries. So if the Eels have a, um, a blowout win or a potentially yeah. a blowout loss, does, does Reid just get a rest? Does he go back to 60 minutes? Because he's playing quite a few 50-55 minute games at the end of last year. Yeah, it's a tricky one because... If I mean, if he's the real deal, then now's the time to get him because his price is going through the roof. But if not, the alternatives, guys like Damien Cook, is about the same price and yeah. it's going to be um, might get cheaper in the next few weeks. Um, Coruscant, who was great last year, is um, a lot cheaper injured at the moment. But um, yeah, so there's there's probably cheaper, safer options at hooker to get mm. down the track. Uh, but if he's going to be doing this every week, then uh, then now's the time. I don't know how many people have this much money to spend at the moment on a mm. on a gun hooker, but um, yeah, we'll wait and see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to scores in the fifties, which is still a bit better than he did last year. But uh, yeah, he's doing everything right so far. This is as well as he's ever played. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing as well. He's playing. Forget about fantasy. He's yeah. playing incredible footy. Like he's been, in my opinion, their best player two weeks running. Um, certainly in the top probably two on the field in both games. So, I mean, maybe this is the, the year that he really goes from a good player to an elite player. That's uh, a punt, but it uh, could be one worthwhile. Much else in the Eels team before we move on? Uh, don't think so. Let's move on to the uh, Sharks. Let's do that. Um, Connor Tracy goes into the centres with Maweni Harodi, uh, dropped out of the uh, 17. Um, is that about the only change? It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse Ramian um, still suspended. Uh, Teague Wilton is on the bench. Um, Fantasy-wise, Chad Townsend had a game of two halves. He was on track for a single-digit score at half-time and recovered into the, the 50s. It was pretty remarkable, Matt Moylan, uh, not so much. Yeah, yeah, a game to maybe forget for Townsend, uh, you know, mm. non-fantasy-wise with the goal-kicking. Uh, really rough way to end the game mm. for a, you know, he's a backup kicker at that team and yeah. uh, had to kick the win to, get to level the game and... And uh, didn't make it, but his fantasy score was great. So the first half he had, I don't know, less than five points or something. It was really low and then um, racked up a lot in the second half. I think got a turnover tackle. His kick meters were huge again, like they were in round one. Um, for Moylan, yeah, it was the opposite to round one, I guess. He got mid-30s, which was fine for his price, but mm. then a lot of missed tackles, not much uh, to show in attack and 18 points, which is not what you want. If you've got Moylan as a cash cow, so he might be a trade-out option, I suppose. Um, 
a tough game for this one, the Sharks, again. So no guarantee Moylan necessarily improves against mm. a good t- Eels team. Well, I mean, Eels at home, you know, they defended great against the, yeah. the Storm and um, certainly the second half against Brisbane in round one. So if they're going to keep that up, it's going to be tough for the, uh, the Sharks attacking players to rack up too many stats. Uh, Sunday afternoon footy up there in the Hunter McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights, um, another impressive performance, um, getting over the top of the Warriors at the end last week. Bradman Best, absolutely outstanding. Um, could be one of the best centres in fantasy, or almost certainly will be um, this year. Kurt Mann is back with uh, Phoenix Crossland out suspended. Connor Watson, again, named in 13, probably going to come off the bench once again. Um, what are you thinking with the Knights? There's a lot of big scorers in the Knights from the first yeah. two rounds. So two wins. Um, Jaden Braley, you know, close to the best fantasy buy of the year so far. Um, a couple of uh, scores around 80 points, which is uh, tremendous for his price. Um, Connor Watson's been really good off the bench. He's named to start again this week, and I assume like the first two weeks he'll come off the bench, but mm. um, we'll wait and see. Regardless, he's scoring mid-50s in both games at better than a point a minute. Uh, Mitch Barnett is kicking goals like yeah. a genius. He's, yeah. um, I mean, at this point, I imagine Knights fans would be quite happy for him to have the goal-kicking all year. Kalen Ponga yeah. uh, normally kicks but isn't a tremendous kicker, so maybe Barnett keeps that, in which case... He's got to be looked at as a potential keeper in mm. fantasy if he can keep up the stats that he's pulling off at the moment. I was a bit worried with Barnett. We've seen him score PPM-wise very well in the middle, but a few yeah. guys who are good middles move out to an edge and they go a bit quiet. But yep. he's um, he's been fantastic, as has Tyson Prezel on the other edge, putting up some big scores as well. So like you said, some good scorers in that pack. Yeah, 72 for Barnett last week, 68 for Frizzell. So really good signs. I don't know if... Um, you know, the nature of the opponents. You know, they've had, they've had two wins against maybe weaker teams, although the Warriors aren't bad. Um, in the comp, they've got another winnable game this week, so maybe those scores continue, I don't know. But, um, yeah, a lot of, you know, potential keepers in that team and uh, certainly a couple of great money makers in Braley and Watson, if you haven't mm. got them already. Frizzell, uh, I think, two turnover tackles in that 68, so it's a, a 60 without those. But uh, I have liked that his running game has seemed to sort of come back a bit from where he was at yep. um, at the Dragons last year. Uh, they take on a West Tigers team who were very disappointing uh, against the Roosters last week. Uh, Joey Leilua's paid the price. Uh, James Roberts back from a shoulder injury. Tommy Talau keeps the other centre spot. Uh, Zane Musgrove returns from suspension the starting side, bumping Joe Offahe Gowie to the interchange. Didn't really see that one coming. Um, Dane Laurie been scoring very well and pretty much a, a must-have cash cow at the back. Uh, Luke Brooks' score took a little bit of a dip, so another team with a fair bit going on fantasy-wise. Yeah, absolutely. So Dane Laurie, as you said, must-have at this point. Um, we were hopeful in, before round one that he's going to keep the spot, and he's been close to their best player, mm. I think, already. So uh, yeah, he looks great. Has to be in your team. Still pretty cheap. Um, Offhand Gower, yeah, a bit of a loser in this uh Team reshuffle. I think his minutes will be pretty similar. Yeah, but um, they're back to three middles on the bench because yeah. it was Talau and and Cheekham last week. But they're now it's off Hengawi alongside Michaeli and Yuto Kamanu with um, Mbai as the the utility. So not a lot of minutes to go around between all the various middles. Not that I don't think Zane Musgrove's traditionally a yeah. huge minute guy. Yeah, maybe Musgrove just plays the first. I don't know, half hour goes all out and then the others rotate after that. But, mm. yes, we'll get a better idea after this week. Um, James Roberts back. He's a cheapie in a lot of teams. So a lot of people will be hoping that he can get amongst the ta- attacking stats. Um, probably not the worst thing that he didn't play against the, the Roosters, Roosters last yeah. week. So, 
uh, yeah, better chance he gets, you know, maybe amongst the tries against Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, speaking of must-haves, Jacob Little, someone should be in every fantasy Absolutely. team. I think he has been boosted by tries both weeks, but even even without the tries off his low low price base, he's um, he's making some fast cash. Yep. Um, the other one we didn't really touch on too much: Stefano Utoi Kamanu, um, a much better score in round two. Didn't get a lot of minutes in round one, as we said, three middles. But um, was it thirty-six? I think. On the yep. weekends, actually more than Alpha Hengawi, which was frustrating for us Alpha Hengawi owners, but yeah. um, potentially a, a cheapie despite the concern over minutes. Yeah, he's he started the season very cheap, so you know anything around thirty points is probably enough at his price, and thirty six is good. So yeah, we'll see if the minutes change, as you say, with an extra middle forward in that rotation. Um, he's a young guy, so maybe I was expecting his minutes to gradually increase as the season mm. went on. So it was pretty encouraging for him that he got. A decent game time in round two. Mm, very big motor as a as a junior level yeah. player as one of those sort of big minute hardworking props. Obviously, it takes a lot of fitness to to build that up to NRL levels, especially with the new rules. But good signs that he could potentially grow into a bigger minute role. Yeah. Uh, the round finishes up with another Queensland derby. The Cowboys hosting the Titans. Um, Cowboys again disappointing um, last week against the Dragons. Uh, Team-wise, uh, Kyle Felt is out, suspended for that lifting tackle on Jack Bird. Murray Tuolangi comes into the team. Uh, is that pretty much it for the changes? That's the only change, yeah. yeah. So, again, not heaps to speak about fantasy-wise. Michael Morgan's had a couple of pretty good scores. Mm. A few people were considering him, and he's doing a bit better than I was expecting, to be honest, especially considering their results. Um, Isan Masters had a good game as well for... Yeah. In terms of fantasy stats for a centre who didn't score a try, 44 points is good. He's been a, I think, keeper-level centre in the past and could maybe beat again, but the Cowboys need to start winning some games, really. You don't want centres and outside backs in teams that are uh, struggling to get some wins. So, yeah, yeah, hopefully for them they can compete a bit uh, better against the Titans this week. I actually did that with 10 demerits as well, so 54 points worth of stuff before yeah. that. Five busts and four offloads. He has traditionally been a guy who does a lot of that sort of busting and offloading yep. and, and quite a few meters so um yeah what is he now 373 break even of 24 one in in a a tricky spot um not the worst option probably yep uh the titans a lot going on here as well uh david fafita two tries against his old club a a huge score a few of us captain him um didn't go too badly tino fasua malawi at the other end of the scale uh, maintained all his demerits from round one but dropped off the minutes and the other work rate 25 points uh bit of a concern yeah he's actually playing pretty well um yeah he kind of impressed uh during that game but he gets yeah a lot of those missed tackles a bit like uh james maloney used to get they weren't all bad misses some of them are just you know hit the ball carrier yeah Yeah. slow them down but don't make the tackle and you get registered a missed tackle so 25 points is pretty bad for someone that it was really popular at the start of the season he was the most popular most owned fantasy player before dane laurie got picked i think in round one um People were expecting 50s from him, mm. and it's not quite happening yet. So, I mean, yeah, we can't, we talked about this in the preseason. All his best scores came, including tries. Yeah, um, he is a forward who scores a lot of tries. We saw in the uh, trial game where he scored that great 40 minute, 40 meter solo try, beating defenders and and uh, streaking away. So he can do it against anybody, but if he doesn't, he's um, maybe a 30 point player 30 40 Mm. point player so yeah a few questions i think about whether he's a trade out option this week you've got him are you considering a trade 
I'm I'm only considering a trade because there's one or two guys I want to buy and I don't have any other obvious sells. I think he's probably going to make money at some point. At some point, he's going to score one of those tackle-busting tries. At some point, he's going to have a big game and he's going to cut out the demerits. But in the, um, I don't think he's going to be a, a top sort of keeper-level player and yep. I don't think he's a, a must-have. So if you do need to sell someone, I mean, for me, it's him, Turpin and... Um, Offer Hingawi, who are the ones who I'm mm. kind of... They're, they're probably not sells yet, but if you want to buy someone, you want to move someone on there, that they're the ones to be looking at. I think in a perfect world, he's a hold because he's going to come good, but you know, I can certainly uh, make a case to, to sell him if there's better options. Fair enough. And the other one in that team, AJ Brimson. Yeah. Only 12 points, didn't really do anything in mm. attack. Um, first round got 34, which was... Okay, but that included, yeah. I think, a try assist and a line break and still didn't get a big score. So, yeah, he's a guy. He's in a lot of teams. Um, I I kind of think last year was about his peak in terms of fantasy. He scored so many tries, had so yeah. many line breaks in uh, a 10-round stretch when he came back from injury. He was fantastic. And so unless he's that good again, he's mm. going to go backwards. And he's had a couple of quiet games and his price is plummeting. So... Mm. Yeah, I think he could be good again, but you're going to have to be patient and put up with a lot of you know, mm. price drops before that happens, I mm. think. Not really a ball-playing fullback either. Yeah. Certainly at this stage of his career, he gets very few assists, try assists, line break assists. So if he's not running himself and getting those tries and busts and line breaks, then the scores are going to be uh, poor. I think, was it 12 last week? That's not going to happen. Yeah, too often, but I mean, he's break even seventy seven this week. So in a few weeks, he might actually be an enticing, um, That's enticing true. buy if he starts getting some, uh, yep. some busts and some tries. That's all the teams. Shall we take some questions? Fire up the old Twitter machines. Actually, quite a few this week. Excellent. Um, start off with uh, Jackson Goy, who is looking at Tino Fasua Malawi to Keon Kolmatungi to free up some cash. Um, side question: Is Momorowski a decent option if I'm selling Roberts or Avarillo? Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty promising, the first part of that anyway. Uh, Momorowski, good option. I wouldn't be selling Roberts or Avarillo just yet myself. Not ideally, but yeah, Momorowski's probably a more... He's probably better. If you're worried about your week-to-week scores and, and Roberts and or Avarillo's in your starting 17, then it could be an upgrade. Bearing in mind Momorowski got two tries in that 55, so he's probably more of a... He's probably a... What, mid-30s player moving forward? Yeah. He's and at 40 and 55, which is... Yeah, and with centres, you can easily see a situation where you sell you know, an underperforming centre who then scores one or two or three tries and then outscores the guy you just bought. Mm. By a lot, that happens a fair bit if you're swapping one centre for another. So, yeah, as long as you can tolerate that. But, yeah, mm. at the moment, I would say Momorowski's better than those two, but not necessarily by a long stretch. It's too early in the season to know. Yeah, Tino de Colomitangi I, I like. I think you're probably, if anything, improving your scores and also freeing up cash and yep. buying a guy who's going to you know, go north in his price tag rather than south. Uh, Fraser Brown writes in, um, Brandon Smith, Tino Fasuamala'awi and Adam Reynolds, who should I trade and who do I keep? Hmm. So Adam Reynolds is... Usually a 50-point player, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. I haven't looked too closely at his scores this year. What has he got? 39 and 41. Not great. Um, Very, he went off with a head knock, obviously, last week. The 41, actually, the 41 was in 41 minutes. So, yeah, he's scoring fine. So, yeah. uh, Reynolds, I think I'd keep if, if I started with him. Um, the other two, uh, Tino and I think Brandon Smith, you said, yep. yeah, I, I think they're probably priced about where they're going to be. So... If there's better options out there, I don't mind trading. 
Yep, I agree. Uh, Matthew Tabbitt is looking at selling Lachlan Lamb for Josh Schuster or uh, Sean O'Sullivan um, to start in his uh, fantasy team. Who would you go for? Schuster. Yeah. O'Sullivan, better job security. Schuster, more sort of bang for your buck, um, short-term cash generation, and then you can make a trade in a month or so if uh, Schuster does, in fact, lose his minutes. The fact Schuster's already shown he can score mid-40s in that role really helps. If he just does that for a few weeks, that's going to give him a lot of price rises. Massively. Um, Cameron writes in, should I sell or hold Ryan Madison? I don't know. What do you think? I think the head knocks are a concern. Even if he just misses one and then comes back, it's a lot of cash in a position where there are better options, I think. Yeah, so start of the season we had him in that group with Angus Crichton and Tohu Harris as the top three edge forwards probably. Mm. The other two guys were both available in both positions, which gave them an edge. Um, mm. uh, yeah, so we would have preferred the other two. <laughs> so, But that's kind of it. That, that and... Uh, Madison's head knock injury is uh, record is concerning, but the fact yeah. he started slowly as well, he could still end up being a keeper. But yeah, I can see uh, you know temptations to trade him now before he loses a lot of value. Yeah, I mean, don't trade him unless you're doing something to fix your team up and getting a good either a, a better scorer or a really good um, cash generator in. Yep. Uh, Nick Hudson asks: Is Tilly Tupanua a buy as a cut price keeper, and would it be premature to sell Jake Turpin to get him in? Also, thoughts on Taukiahu. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on the first one? The tries are inflating things a bit. Yeah, I mean, what's he what's he doing without the tries is probably the question because his spot is safe, um, but how good's his base if you take out the um... his spot's safe until Cordner comes back, which we're thinking won't be for a, a few months. Well, I mean, best case it's round twelve, so he's got another what ten ten games or so. Yeah, so he scores a sixty two and seventy, which are good. They would still be you would think around fifty mm. without those tries. So. Yeah, good scores. The Roosters have lapped a couple of teams. Um, again, it would have been great to start with it. I'm not convinced he's either going to be a keeper. So say Corner comes back second half of the season, then mm. Tupinu was not a keeper. He's probably back to a bench player, you would think. I mean, maybe he keeps yes. the spot all year. but So in which case, you're buying him as a, as a moneymaker. And he's making a lot of money already. I think there's better options. Yeah, it would have been a great one to start with. Yeah. But, I mean, if he averages... 50 from now what's he got another 100 150 grand yeah I mean I guess you get the combination of good scores and a bit of money which you don't guarantee with everyone else but mm. you know if, if Schuster comes off and averages 45 for the rest of the season he's going to make a lot more money yeah yeah not a uh, not a priority buy I don't think um, Taukiaho we're a little bit cool on bit mixed I mean they may have given him, you know, an early mark in both games because the win was mm. wrapped up. This is probably a good week to see what he's going to do against a tough opponent in yep. the Rabbitohs. Um, but in saying that, the, they've also got Radley back, and so yeah. another middle forward. They don't need to, um, you know, give all of the middles a lot of minutes. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not convinced he's going to be a significantly better scorer than he was last year. He could he could still average 50 points a game, so it's still a you know, mm. be called to trade someone like that out. But 
if you want to get a, a genuine elite player or a real money maker, there might be other options. Mm. I mean, the theory was you might get bigger minutes because they need to keep him on as the goal kicker, and that appears to not be the case. So, um, yeah, it might be. I mean, he's not losing money, but yeah, probably one to, to upgrade at some point. Uh, Ryan Burgess uh, is back. Is it time to trade Tino? Um, got 70k spare. Is it uh, Ryan James, Lindsay Collins, or shuffle around and get Josh Schuster or any better options? Uh, yeah, if I had Tino, I'd be strongly considering going him for Schuster or one of these other cheapies, mm. you know, Alvaro even, or one of the other cashies that you've missed. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Collins? He looks like he's got that starting spot. Two try assists on the weekend. It's not sustainable, but he's getting... Yeah, they were great try assists. They were very good try assists. Um, very large 5'8 running around out there. Yeah. Again, he wasn't a huge minute player last year. It's only mm. been two games. Again, at the Roosters, Radley's back, so maybe Collins is the one whose yeah. minutes go down. I don't know. I think um, he could end up being a, a pretty good scorer, but not what he's producing at the moment. I'd be a little surprised if he maintains this all year. Mm. It's a bit similar with Ryan James. He's not that cheap. Um, yeah. Fantastic work rate, obviously, as he's always had. Um, but, yeah, he's, what he did on the weekend is probably about as good as it's going to get. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, I always prefer to get either definite guns, you know, mm. top, top scorers or guys who are really likely to make you a lot of money. If you get a lot of these middle-of-the-road guys who are a bit underpriced, you might end up just making 50, 100 grand at a time and don't you know, considerably improve your squad over the course of the season. Mm. Uh, Babish Patel is also losing patience with Big Tino, looking at Isaiah Papali'i and also uh, Tupanua. Yeah, Papali'i, I don't know. Do you think he's going to maintain these kind of... Keeper level scores, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's another one where does he maintain his his points per minute now that he's out on an edge? Um, so good through the middle. Uh, against Brisbane, he did it with his metres. He got 200 run metres in 55 minutes. Against the Storm, it was his tackles. I think 43 tackles was back to sort of 70-odd metres in a, a much more of a slog of a game. But um, has been really, really good, both in fantasy and actual footy in both games in different ways. Um, whether he can maintain that, in an 80-minute role on the edge, his PPM will go down, but his minutes will go up. That might only be for one week. He might go back to that potential role. Yeah. Um, he's probably, oddly, a safer option because he hasn't had tries inflating his scores. But yeah. the fact he's a bench forward that's not cheap, it just seems a bit risky by default, mm. but uh, but his scores are so so good. Yeah, I yeah. think he's probably the safer of the two options. Well, I asked him um, when I was out at Parra through the week about his minutes. He's basically come on 24, 25 minutes in and then stayed on. I said, yeah. was that the plan? He said, not not at all. Just the trainer sort of comes on and says, are you right? And like, he says, I'm right, and he, he mm. stays out there. So, um, again, a bit like Reid Barney, when they have some, some games that aren't as close, maybe the, the rotations yeah. come a bit more True. into play. Um, but, yeah, he has been fantastic. Uh, Tyrone, debased God, is back. Uh, thinking of trading in Josh Schuster, as many of us are, for either Lamb or Roberts. Um, trading Roberts leaves no centre cover, which I think is probably a significant concern. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Lamb, as you predicted in the preseason, is going to be a low to mid 30s scorer, which is yep. what he's showing so far. Roberts uh, still has upside if he gets you know one or two tries. He's only played one game and does cover centre, so I'll be keeping Roberts for now and trading Lamb, I think. Yep. Uh, Oz Hazard uh, sort of covered this. Is Lachlan Lamb a sell and is, is Isaiah Papali'i going to continue his scoring? Uh, Lamb, probably a non-urgent sell, Papali'i. We don't know. We don't know, <laughs> but um, signs are very good that he will at least maintain what he's already doing. Yep. 
Uh, Dave writes in, um, Munster and Tino out for Cleary and Utah Kamanu. Um, or should I give Munster a few more weeks? Not having Cleary is giving me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I think in this case, I mean, Munster could easily be a keeper. Like he usually, he's usually around 50 points a game, which mm. is fine. But yeah, getting Cleary really helps. Um, I mean, this might be the awkward week to do it if Cleary is a late out. But um, if you can get Cleary without disrupting your team too much. What was the other player he was trading at? Uh Tino is the other one out, oh, and Stefano yeah. is the other one in. Yeah, I reckon I'd probably do it. Yeah, I don't. Really, oh, I had Monster in the preseason, then mm. I just looked at it, um, and I thought unless he suddenly, you know, is really jagging a lot of these turnover points, he's not really going to go up. Like he's not the goal kicker, which was a, you yeah. know, a mooted possibility through the preseason, and now without Cam Smith there, Storm might not be quite as good. There was the chance that he became the dominant oh, the kicker. Kickers, yeah. He kicked a lot in Origin at the end of last year, did mm. more than DCE. And then uh, with Smith gone, maybe those, those kick metres, Smith used to do a fair bit of kicking as well. Uh, but that's all gone to Drum Hughes, so that mm. hasn't helped Munster at all so far. Yeah, I don't see Munster being it's probably a, a borderline keeper in the halves, but a tier below your DCEs and guys like yeah. that and a big tier below uh, Cleary and, and unlikely to get better than he was last year. So, yeah, don't feel like you have to uh, persist with him. Yeah. Uh, Dylan1850 is trading Andrew Davey out for Daniel Alvaro. I like that one. Also thinking of getting rid of Kurt Capewell or Jake Avarillo for Schuster. Thoughts on that one? Uh, again, I'm biased now because I'm keeping Avarillo myself, so I don't want to <laughs> people to trade him out. But, um, yeah, I think Schuster is probably a good buy. You know, there's some risk, as we've mentioned, but... Um, yeah, goodbye. Capel, again, I don't know if there's going to be a massive upside for him this no, year. No, I don't think so. I mean, without getting sort of tries, which he got yeah. early on in, in round one, um, I don't see him being either a keeper or a, a cashy, so you could probably safely move on Capel for Schuster, I think, this week. Yep. Uh, Christian Bullock, um, we did sort of cover this earlier in the podcast, but what constitutes a try assist? McCulloch made two dummy half passes to players who then scored that weren't counted. Well, the second one, I think we can all agree, was not a try assist. That was Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt clearly did it all ran himself. Yeah. from a long way out of the defensive line and, and had to do it all himself. That's never been a try assist and never will be. He had a lot more consternation around the first one, the crash play for Josh Kerr. Basically, to be a try assist, the pass has to put a player in a gap or um, create a chance, put the defence in two minds, whereas the, the McCulloch try just shovelled from, from dummy half, went out to the crash play runner with a, a set defensive line in front of him. Defence didn't have to change their decision-making at all. They just missed the one-on-one -on -one tackle. So we don't... Um, our stats guys do stats not for fantasy. They do it for the NRL, for the coaches, for the clubs, and then fantasy draws those stats in. Um, they don't do last touch assists. They they deem that the assist has to have created the try, changed the defensive mindset or, or something like that. So um, you can't just uh, shovel it out and, and get a try assist. I uh, was asked about the Reed Marnie one to, to Junior Paulo, um, which was similar looking at first glance. That um, The ball hit the runner on the outside shoulder of the um, inside defender and put him into the gap. So I think that was pretty significantly different to the McCulloch try assist. Um, Hopefully this is the end of the McCulloch Dryas' questions. <laughs> um, White Air Monarchs has a question, uh, more of a general question. Uh, are missed tackle numbers up this year in light of the new rule changes? I didn't crunch the numbers mm. on this one. Um, other than Matt Moylan and Anthony Milford, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they are. Yeah, I don't... No, I don't think so. I mean, the scores seem to be up generally, fantasy scores, so yeah. maybe that includes tackle breaks being up, but... 
Mm. I don't know. I think there's... I'm not sure if it's just more stuff. I mean, there apparently wasn't more ball in play in round one at least. So, um, But, yeah, it, the, the busier the games get with fewer stoppages, the more theoretically tackles you're going to get and then um, tackle breaks, missed tackles, you know, everything. But, yeah, I, I haven't seen missed tackles really skydive across the board. Mm. Just skydive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go, go up. Go through the sky. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, a few fantasy relevant players like Milford and Moylan have made a lot of missed tackles in the yeah. first few weeks, which is the thing they do sometimes. You know, halves might miss six or mm. seven tackles in a game. It's not that unusual. They get isolated on an edge by back yeah. rowers and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Brent Jackson asks, who's the best pick out of these three? Best Mitchell and Alvaro. So Bradman, Latrell, and uh, Dan Alvaro. Teddy's my only outside back currently worth more than 400K. Who's the best buy out of those three? Who is the best pick out of those three? Presumably to buy, otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be picking him. Uh, I think Alvaro's really good price right now still. Um, this might be the last week to get him and mm. make some money. Uh, he's purely a cash cow. You're not going to keep him. Um, so if you want a cashy, then it's him. Uh, uh, who are the others? Latrell Bradman and Best. Best and Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. Well, Best, I think, will be a keeper. So Possibly the best centre in fantasy this yeah. year, up there with your Lomaxes and so on. Yeah, so his price might go up a bit, but it doesn't really matter. If you buy him, you're going to ideally keep him all year. Hope he doesn't get injured. Um, and Latrell, yeah, I'm not sure. He's kind of a bit between both of them now. I don't know. If you've missed the first couple of weeks, he's made a bit of money already. I don't know if he's going to make as much as mm. the best cash cows, and I'm not convinced he's going to be one of the best winger fullbacks, but once he's in your team... He's probably a 50 point player. So. I think he'll be amongst the best, if not three, the best five four or, six, or right. five yeah. scorers. Yeah, so we've got obviously Teddy will be number one, Pappenhausen's up there, and then Callum Ponga to come back will probably round out the top three. Yeah. But I think Latrell, looking this year like he could be in that sort of fourth or fifth best uh, winger fullback, which is keeper level if yeah. you're in the best couple in your position. Um, Johnny Leary is back. Welcome, Johnny. Uh, big Tino and Davey out for Ryan James and Josh Schuster, uh, the mooted trades for this week. Um, James is a cut price keeper and Schuster is a uh, cashy. Are we certain Ryan James is a cut price keeper? Is my only question there. The rest yeah. sounds good. I mean, obviously we love him as a, a player and he's been a fantasy absolute superstar in the past, doing some very good things off the Raiders bench. Looks like does not look like a guy who's been out for two mm. years with back to back ACL injuries, but um. Yeah, some very busy stats in that Sharks game in terms of his points per minute and his busts. And I think he made a line break pretty early on as well. So, um, yeah, whether that's any upside to him or, or going to be a keeper is probably the question. Um, but, yeah, David Schuster's a great trade. Yep. Uh, Birdman, I think this is almost the end of the questions. Birdman writes in, uh, getting Schuster in. Sirenen is back in round six. That's at least three weeks of starts. Is he worth a punt? Um that's basically the end of the question. Yeah. Um, I think he probably is worth a punt, but that is the risk that he plays three weeks and then goes back to the bench, in which case who knows what his role is. He played 75 minutes or something last week because of the Davy injury, yeah. so I don't know what he would have played without that. Um, yeah, so three weeks is not as much as you would like, but if he does get three good scores and then mm. keeps getting something, even if it's 20 points or something, he should keep the prices going. The price rises going mm. for another few weeks. I think there's potential upside. He could keep a spot 
longer than that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Jack Gajewski is necessarily... I mean, they're very short on edges, but if Schuster goes well, Serenin comes back, maybe Gajewski goes back to being that utility bench forward. Like, he, he has covered centres under when there's been mid-game injuries. He's played in the middle um, rotation as well, so he's probably a better benchy than he is a starting edge um, in that squad. Uh, as we touched on earlier, potential for Turbo, fullback, Walker, centre, Parker, edge forward. Um, moving forward, Birdman also notes Kieran Foran's injury history suggests that exactly. Schuster could end up at 5'8 as well if Foran um, encounters more injuries. Um, so there's certainly potential that he stays there for longer than three weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is as cheap as he's going to be for a while, you would think, for, mm. for Schuster. Um, uh, yeah, so if you don't need to make a trade, then he's not a must-have or anything, but in terms of cheapest this week, uh, under 300 grand, I think he's the best option. That is the end of the questions and the end of our Round 3 Teams podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thanks again to our sponsors at DoorDash. Good luck to your fantasy sides in Round 3.